What's up? You're listening to the Coaster Cousins Podcast. We got a great show for you guys today. All of our hosts, we went somewhere. We did something. We were, we were living life. Logan went to the Grey Cup and watched the CFL Championship Super Bowl thing. We got Mitch that went to L.A. talking about Disneyland, the worst dining experience he's ever had there. He had matching outfits and talking all about Christmas at Disneyland. And then me, Coaster Bro, went to three parks in the South. That's an action-packed show, baby. Listen to that cuzzy's in your ear. Ten out of ten intro, Coaster Bro. That was the greatest thing ever. I am super pumped to be back. How are y'all doing? You know, Christmas is upon us. The time is here to be festive and jolly. Are you festive and jolly, Caleb? How are you feeling? Feeling good. Been listening to, um, you know, the the Christmas album of one of your favorite artists, Mitch. I think I saw on your your top five. AC Musgraves. AC Musgraves Christmas album on blast so that is one of my favorite christmas albums that's one of my favorite albums of all time her cover of what are you doing new year's eve is Mm -hmm. truly one of my oh i i love that amazing my number one artist of 2021 and then christmas makes me cry i mean like really really just makes you ball every time you listen to it you know so good also i said 2021 i definitely met 2022 Casey was my number one artist in 2022. The album, I agree, Caleb, is absolutely fantastic. Ribbons and Bows, Christmas oh, Don't Be Late, yeah. uh, What Are You Doing New Year's Eve, Christmas. Song with uh, Leon Bridges. Yeah. Present Without a Bow. I think it's, I think it's Present Without a Bow or something. Yes, it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Oh, that album is so good. And then the special, on is it on Amazon every year? I can't remember. Yes, and Tracy Vaughn was in it, and Dan Levy. Oh my God, she's so per- I love her so yeah, much. She's the best. Yeah, we stand Casey Musgraves. We do, we do, and I got a- several comments about how Taylor Swift was not in my top five. She was actually my you, number nine artist it. of twenty twenty two. I keep saying twenty twenty one. So I, every time you hear me say twenty twenty one, take a shot of whatever you're drinking. So <laughs> and let us know how many shots you're taking. Um, <laughs> But uh, I don't even think Midnight's made it to my top 10 albums for for um, 2022. Uh, Taylor was my most listened. I mean, I guess we're just this will just be the Spotify um, wrapped version, the intro. Uh, fuck what we planned. <laughs> I like that. For sakes, we all got a different music app, though, don't we? You're Spotify. Mitch, you're Apple, eh? Yeah. What are you, yeah. Logan? Oh, I use YouTube music, so mine ain't out yet. That's oh, but, you, but they did release a like a like a rewind thing. Did they for YouTube already? Yeah. yeah, I saw you. Well, I don't know if it's already, but I did see they were doing it. YouTube. Oh, they, they always do do it. I just think they wait till December. I'll, I'll take a peek real quick. I'll, can I start with mine, I guess? Yes, yes. You go, Caleb. Top, top artist, number five, John Party. Number four, Jay-Z. Number three, Kanye West. Number two, uh, it's old Kanye. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. putting that down. Two, Mac Miller. And then one, Taylor Swift. Those are my top artists. It's, it's it's a range. It's a range. I, my music taste is very much hip hop, very much country, and then like popular pop music. Are you what um, D- Donnie and Marie said that I'm a little bit country and I'm a little bit uh, rock rap. and roll. A little oh, bit of a I'm a little bit of southern rap. rap, a little bit of ATL style. And then Taylor Swift in there just holding everyone together. Yeah, she's the glue. 
Logan, is your YouTube music rewind available? <laughs> I found it. I don't know if it's in any particular order, but if it is, this says a lot about where I was <laughs> mentally earlier this year. <laughs> Number one, coming in hot. Good for you by Olivia Ooh. Rodrigo. Oh, that's okay. a hater, though. That's a good song. It really, really is. Uh, Avicii, Wake Me Up, my favorite song ever, is number two. Ooh. First time ever, it wasn't number one, so that's a shock. Then we got uh, number three. Now, because I use my YouTube music, right, I can have, like, different mixes and playlists. Well, Big Booty Mix, Volume 21, came in at number three. I discovered that in August, y'all. I love Big Booty Oh, my God. I used to listen to Big Booty Mix back when it was, like, Volume 10. That shit was lit. Well, you'd be happy because 13's at number four. <laughs> God. Yeah, so that's kind of where I've been at. I've been all over the place. You see, my summer songs have really upped it. I listened to a lot of music this uh, summer. And then, uh, Mitch, did you go over yours? I have not. Are we doing? Are, are we doing starting with artists or are we starting with song? I know Caleb, you did artists. I did artists. He did songs, and I'm confused. Well, I don't have – I don't think I have artists. I just have a 2022 recap. It's just a playlist of all the most listened to things. Well, Mitch, I'll, I'll, I'll give my top songs, Mitch, yeah. and you do both. That's what I was Look, thinking, yeah. Top songs, number five, Lady May by Tyler Childers. Um, great song. It was featured on Yellowstone. Uh, I don't even watches. know any of those words. Sorry. Two, I got two songs from the kids' mixtape by Mac Miller, like his first album. Uh, Good Evening by Mac Miller, number four. Three Cold Heart Remix, Elton John, Dua Lipa. Ooh, good Surprised song. me, but a heater. Number two, Sand of My Boots by Morgan Wallen. And number one, Kool-Aid and Frozen Pizza by Mac Miller. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the top five. <laughs> a lot of Mac. Morgan Wallen snuck in there. It happens. We do not stand Morgan Wallen. Sorry. I am not a fan of Morgan Wallen fans, but damn it, I like his music. And it's it's the most um, complicated, I don't know, relationship that I have with a an artist. I can I can respect a complicated relationship. I mean, because it's easy for me to never have to listen to them. And then obviously, when all that mm-hmm. shit went down, I'm like, I'm easy. It's easy to, for me to never mm-hmm. like that again. So, but yeah, I do not stand. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you. I don't stand him either. But damn it, the rest of those songs, twelve out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are very embarrassing. Well, mine's a little bit embarrassing. So for anyone who knows me, I love Christmas, first of all. But I also, like, really need calm music when I'm either working or walking to to and from the subway or even on the subway. So starting in, like, August of every year, I listen to the Charlie Brown Christmas album. And it's, like, an all-jazz piano album. And it's truly, I would say, one of the most spectacular albums ever done. Like, I've listened to this probably every year for, for, like, I don't know, my whole life. And ever since this rap thing became a thing, every year it's been in my top five, like it, if not my number one. So number five is the Charlie Brown Christmas album artist is number five. Number four is Valley, Toronto, amazing Toronto indie rock love. At the Grey Cup. I know. I was so jealous that you got to see Valley. I love them so much. Nobody out here who knew, knew who the fuck they were. <laughs> probably, probably not. They're very, they're very like big city. Number three is Coin. I went through a very hard Coin phase. I do love me some Coin. Uh, number two is Charlie Puth. No surprise there. And number one, Casey Musgraves. As we were talking, yep. the songs. Let's see songs. 
We do stand Casey Musgraves. We always do. We always. are a huge. Can you know what's funny? Casey, because I was saying, I, I kind of said this on my um, Instagram story a bit. I don't really vibe with any albums that came out this year. And I don't know why mm. I'm not. Like all of my favorites released albums, and I just none of them really vibed. I I like the 1975 album, like the Charlie Puth album, like the Carly Rae Jepsen album, um, but like all of my top songs are either from last year or like even earlier, or only a couple are new. So it's it's interesting. But or like 1962 with the Vince Vince Guaraldo trio. Yeah, Guaraldi trio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 1960s. Oh my god, I was born in the wrong era. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> So my top five songs, two of them are from the Heartstopper playlist because from April to June, I listened to nothing but the Heartstopper playlist. So number five is Urban Angel 1999 by Thomas Heaton. Love Thomas, love Heartstopper. It's one of my favorite scenes in Heartstopper too. Number four is Ten Roommates by Ghost Rider, one of my favorite artists who's also, uh, I'm in his Discord and also we chat on Instagram sometimes. So nice, shout out to Ghost nice. Rider. Number three is Stay Together by Jordy, one of his very early songs. But also two queer artists back to back, so LGBTQ. Stand um, up, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that about the queer community, but there we go. You know what? We're starting it as yeah. as an, as you are a queer ally, obviously. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of our queer listeners just fucking left. They're just they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> off. Um, number two is also from the Heartstopper um, show, Love Sick by Peace. It's in the very first episode. Again, one of my favorite scene, scenes. And number one, which again is no surprise, I don't think that I like her by Charlie Puth, an extremely underrated mm. song from his most recent album. So I like this. So Logan actually found it. I have my top artists and oh, my top songs. Good. Okay, okay. So my top artists go number, are we going five to one? Is that what y'all yeah. did? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so at number five, we had the Chainsmokers. <laughs> I know. Yeah, complete opposite. <laughs> Mitch is, just spit the water out, Mitch. It'll make life better. I just rediscovered them, and I fucking love them, by the way. They're so good. <laughs> They're so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I got no shame. Number four is Marshmallow. Ooh, okay. Yep. Number number three, we got Black Bear. Number oh, two, yeah. we got uh, Griffin. And number one, we got Avicii, to no surprise. Holy shit, you are a EDM. I very much am. And a lot of the Griffin is like sad music, but it's upbeat, sad music, I've been told. And that very much describes my personality. It's just upbeat, sad. Hmm. I'm going to do something. Um, All of our top five songs, I'm going to find them and start a playlist. And we're going to add, we're going to keep adding to it as we go through the the podcast. Um, I will put in the show notes what the playlist is called (laughs) because I I don't want to make it up right now. But go go find it on Spotify. It's gonna be on Spotify. Sorry, YouTube Music. I didn't know you existed. Oh, it's fantastic. I pay five bucks a month to get no ad YouTube as well as the best music app out there. That's great. Mm. Yep. I mean, it did take you a long time to find your unwraps. So I don't know if it's the best, but um, you know, you can say what you want to say. Whoa. Well, not everything's about a rap. Yeah, I mean, um, Caleb, I do have a question because this is Spotify specific. What was your personality? What was you know how they did like a Myers Briggs personality for it, <laughs> which I think was a kind of a hilarious idea. What was it your was funny. Music personality? Okay, you're listening. Personality. Let's meet it. It's it's loading. Okay, I am the early adopter. Oh, you you've got your finger on the pulse of new music. Always seeking the new hot thing. If a song is trending, you're on it. Probably my TikTok vibes. Um, mm. Exploration, newness, 
variety, but also commonality. Nice. ENVC. Are you guys able to see your top 10 artists and songs? Like the full thing or is only five? I mean, on the playlist, it puts it in order. Because I was wondering if we would each go around and say one song, artist, or album that surprised us is all, that's on here. The one that surprised me, but I'm really proud of, is a song called Thought Process featuring Andre 3000. It's Goody Mob with Andre 3000 from Outkast. And I like recently discovered it last year somehow. Didn't know about it. Um, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda tweeted once that like finding an Andre 3000 verse in a song is like catching a new Pokemon. Like you get really <laughs> excited about it. And that's what happened. And then it got into my top 10. Love that. That was a tweet from like, you know, 2016, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, retro. Love that. Yep. Um, Logan, is there anything that surprised you in your top 10? Kane Brown snuck in at number nine, Ooh. but that's uh, the memory. That's it's a song called Memory. Doesn't surprise song. me at all. It's in a lot of my playlists. So, and also throwing it back, I do have a music personality. Actually, YouTube music isn't that garbage. I am the Beats Boss. Oh, they you do have a they do they did give you a personality. Mm-hmm. I wow. am the Beats Boss. Wow, Apple Music is the shit one. Anyway, uh, Mitch, your turn now. Yeah, I think the only one that really surprised me in my top 10 actually surprised because like the rest of my top 10 is Valley, which I talked about before, and then three more songs from Heartstopper, which doesn't surprise me. But one that does surprise me is I watched the third season of Love, Victor, and there was a or second season, one of the, I had COVID and I watched the whole series, <laughs> and there was a scene where they do karaoke to Holy by Justin Bieber and Chance the Rapper, and I had never heard that song before, and I was, I, I was going through it, and I listened to it apparently 90 times that one weekend. Like, <laughs> I literally shit. just, like, while I had COVID, that's all I could do. Like, I literally just, like, that's the only thing that kind of kept me grounded because I honestly haven't listened to it since. But from May 25th to June, whatever, when I got out of quarantine, I listened to that song so much. And so it's my number nine at 90 plays. So that would be my surprise. And because I don't really like Justin Bieber that much, but that song. Oh, that song. Anyways, <laughs> that was a good little intro. And also, because I guess today the raps wrapped came out. But um, maybe, Caleb, do you want to talk about what we're first going to hear about on all of our little adventures that we went on? Yeah. So um, I think we were going to drop it to Logan first, right? Logan, what have you been up to, man? You did some stuff, some adventures, I believe. Logan did do some ventures. Logan did do some Christmas. Logan did some calling in of fires and some poutine tasting. So which one do y'all want to hear first? Poutine. Poutine? Yeah. Alrighty. So last night, actually, Logan orders poutine from Leo's. Now Leo's, Mitch knows this place so well. Anyone who knows me knows this place so well. My favorite bar and all the things, probably Saskatchewan's greatest export. Leo's has a poutine of the week where for 20 bucks, they give you this massive help. And we're talking massive. This thing's good enough for a meal for two days. Well, they brought back the Thanksgiving dinner poutine in honor of American holidays. We're talking French fries, cheese curds, turkey gravy, turkey breast, cranberries, and stuffing. And whoo, 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 did it hit the spot super, super good. I had to rate it out of 10. I would give this one... Let's go 
very strong contender was very up there. The turkey gravy was a nice change of pace with a light, more mild taste. But what made this one stand out is we're pulling back into the apartment place. And across the street, we see across the tr- like railroad tracks, there, there's just a casual fire going on. So we're like, huh, we, we should probably call this into 911 because bystander defect, even if there were people, not anybody actually calls in 911. So we called them up. They took my phone number, all information. And then, yeah, went over there and I just parked the car on the street with the lights on until the uh, in, uh, fire truck came, pulled in there. And there's just a bunch of delivery vehicles just on fire and back behind a business. Weirdest thing ever. But uh, Logan had poutine with a view last night, and it was a good time. <laughs> is, that, is that all there is to do in fucking Canada? Just watch fires and eat poutine? Because I'm I'm here for it. That sounds like a good time. I mean, we don't typically watch fires, but it was uh, a welcome, not, I shouldn't say welcome surprise. <laughs> We're not that dark. It uh, was just something wow. different. We're so <laughs> sorry to whoever delivery vehicles those are. You, like, wow. We owe you in a formal apology. Logan will send you a written apology. A written apology. You can make me write. <laughs> Handwrite oh, that shit. I've seen your handwriting too. Okay, well, if we're going to keep going with apologies, I guess I apologize for my Starbucks review because I fucked up oh, the order. Yes, I, that is, I was waiting. I was waiting. We've been yeah. recording for 20 minutes. I was waiting. Well, there you go, Mitch. I am sorry for getting a venti and not a grande. He told you on the last episode, all our listeners know, he said, do not get a venti. Like, it's a thing about a latte is it's not about like a cold brew or a coffee where like the coffee taste isn't like the, the – if you really want like more coffee, I would say get a grande with an extra shot of espresso. But it's more of a sipping drink. It's more of like – because it's oat milk, right? It's like supposed mm-hmm. to be more of like to sip to enjoy rather than – if you're getting coffee for the utilitarian reason of it of just like, you know, just to wake you up, it's definitely not the one to try. So I would recommend getting a grande. And if you do like that extra coffee buzz, get that third shot of espresso. I tend to do a venti with four if I really need, if I really, she's really struggling. And by she, I mean me. So yes. Well, she was struggling to do the review over here and that she being me. I don't know. It was it was fine. I liked the flavor. I just honestly I couldn't get over the oat milk, and I hated that that was the case for me because I wanted to like oat milk so much, but I just I don't know something about it just didn't sit right in my stomach. Well, come to America, it'll be almond milk. And it's true. Could have substituted it out. Um, you know what? Should we just toss in the audio of me trying out the Starbucks on the show here? Yeah, let's, let's see. I want to hear how you fuck this up. All right. Well, here you go. This uh, was part one of the first thing I did on the date when I went to Christmas trees. So here y'all go. Logan driving through downtown Saskatoon, trying out Starbucks and fucking up the order that Mitch specifically told me to get. So last apologies for you, Mitch. I'm sorry. You're you're welcome. Okay. Hello. We good? Yes. Ow. Okay. We are driving to Christmas trees. And as per, I think, Mitch's request, I have a venti... Sugar cookie oat latte. I think that's it. That's it's the it. iced one. That's nice. It. Get downtown Saskatoon to the left. Oh. There's there the little Christmas decorations up. Anyway, I've been told this is apparently good and I am supposed to try this. I also am getting over a cold and what's most likely a bacteria infection in like my jaw or my ear right now. Going to the doctor tomorrow, besides the point. I'm gonna give this a try for you, Mitch, and let ooh, you know what ooh. it tastes like. I'm yeah, smelling it. Yeah, you are. <laughs>
Very dairy. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mitch. I think this is a dud. I don't think we're a fan. I think it's too creamy. I don't know what I was expecting. I've never had a latte before. Yes, you have. I've had a latte? You've had a chai tea latte. Oh, well, for fuck's sake! <laughs> that was tea made from water! No. Not freaking squeezing green until it produces freaking lactates. Mm. It's not bad. Rating out of 10. Okay. I don't know. 3.67. Yeah, that's sad. It and also it's, made a mess. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> really dairy-like, wasn't it? Yeah. You ordered a fucking latte. I believe the word was dairy-ee. <laughs> dairy-ee. I don't know why. Dairy-ee. Um. <laughs> yeah, fun fact, Logan. Lattes are mostly milk. Yeah, I didn't know that, okay? That your, you can just Google it, man. There's like, there's like charts out there where you can... Uh, yeah, to see how Dude, much going into Starbucks and just mentally preparing on how to order there is already a mental struggle enough for me. Mobile order, mobile okay. order, I, mobile order is the answer to everything. You know what? Okay, I'm a freaking boomer in technology. Then apparently, <laughs> yeah, you get rewards too. You got to do it. Oh, I have like 800 stars right now, so I know. I use it. <laughs> I use it to get bags of coffee at home. Mm, yes, that's a good. That's a good deal. Yeah. Oh, good times. Well, we're proud yes. of you for at least trying it, Logan. I'm sorry that it wasn't. It. What's your next drink gonna be though? Are you gonna, you gonna my next drink? Starbucks? I don't know. You guys got any recommendations for me? We'll take Caleb's next because I did this one and you fucked okay. this one up. So let's just do a tall here. Let's get a tall, which is a small. That a pisses sm- me off. Just call it a small. Well, the thing is, they have shorts too. What the like, fuck's a short? What? Even smaller than a tall. Like when I get an americano, I'll get it in a short. Or like, yeah. um, so it's like what three no, sorry, fucking um, steps? Flat white. Like, if I get a flat white, this big, that's three inches. Well, it's mostly espresso. Like if you get the right drink, so like that's actually like actual coffee drinkers, like tiny cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. If it's espresso, is a like, like the little tiny very, espresso cups. Yeah, yeah. It's very Italian, very mm-hmm. European. Mm. Then maybe not. Maybe you go the peppermint cold brew. But ooh, ooh, you like peppermint? okay. I like a guy. I like a good peppermint. Okay, then let's do that. I don't want you to try a cold brew for the first time and it'd be a flavor you don't like. While the pumpkin cream cold brew is delicious, let's go peppermint because you like peppermint. Okay. And if you order on the mobile app, maybe consider taking down some of the syrup because they do like, they really syrup that yeah, shit Yeah, less, yeah, half sweet, yeah. Yeah, so I, okay. I usually just do one pump in any of my drinks that involve like a vanilla or any type of peppermint or pumpkin vanilla shit. So if you have the option to take it down... I'd recommend it because it'll be very sweet if you don't. Okay, so a tall, one-pumped peppermint latte. No. Not latte, cold, cold brew. brew. Yeah. And just say, like, one pump of syrup. But also, mobile order, because Logan, major key, if you want to take advantage of corporate America, is if you get a Star Wars Starbucks Rewards app, on your birthday, you get a free drink of whatever you want. It could be the biggest drink with all the pumps and everything, and it's free. Yeah, all you need is an account. And so that's why if you get a mobile um, or like mobile account on, in April, get that free shit. 
And okay. also, you build up stars, and before long, you'll have a free drink. And this Coaster Cousins episode is sponsored by Starbucks. Starbucks exploiting workers since 1991. <laughs> so go visit your local Starbucks for a pe- peppermint cold brew today, and don't forget to not tip your workers. Also, there is no peppermint cold brew. Um, what? Yeah, there's no peppermint cold brew. There's peppermint like lattes and shit. So I think the winner go to is Irish cream cold brew. But do you like? Mm. Um, they also have chocolate cream and salted caramel. Well, y'all are making me look like the most picky person ever, and I'm really not. I'm just I mean, so used to my basic vanilla iced coffees from Tim's. And then you guys got to make them all fancy. Do you like salted caramel? Yeah, that's fantastic. They're, they have a salted like caramel, caramel cold brew. Okay, do that salted caramel cold brew since peppermint's not a thing. They also have. They have. I would say the two that you would go for is either that or the vanilla sweet cream. Okay. Vanilla sweet cream is year round, and vanilla sweet cream is quite delicious. See, I don't like cold brew. I find it's just like bitter coffee, and it's just like and like we've talked about in future in past episodes. It is like truly a trip to the bathroom. Whereas I'm a sipper, I like to sip, which is why I do enjoy a good latte. See, I like straight espresso, Mm. and then put the cold foam on top of it interesting and it's really good like it doesn't mix i think coffee drinkers would be pissed at me for saying that out loud but i like i like the foam hitting my face and then the bitterness from the uh, espresso is really good. if you're pissed by hearing that please unsubscribe and never listen to us again so yeah, let's move to seattle never leave again yeah like why don't you just be why don't you just stop listening to us and go live your own life what is this episode anyways <laughs> it's the longest intro of all time um, <laughs> Mitch you make me have it. another mental breakdown about editing again. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. going to have to edit the shit out of this. Um, anyway, Mitch, what have you been up to? Working. Nothing. Also mentally breaking down. Getting ready for Christmas. Drinking a lot of Starbucks. End of list. Excellent. And then what I've been up to. Well, wait a second. It's been a good time. Let's make it a segment. Logan, c- come to the corner over here. Let's Let's talk about... Bye, Mitch. We'll chat back with you in a few minutes. Bye. It's not very often I get a coaster trip in the middle of November, but life took me to the Florida panhandle. My father-in-law was getting married. So we had to go down to, is in between Destin and Panama City Beach, getting married on the beach down there. And my wife likes to drive when she can, so... Good news is, when you drive in the south during the winter, there are some roller coasters open. So we got to make a little trip out of it on the way down. And I got to visit Silver Dollar City, Big Play Biloxi. <laughs> Probably the first time anybody's ever heard of that. And then the park at Oa, which is now called Tropic Falls. Um, and I was very excited, as many of you guys know. I am a season pass holder at Silver Dollar City, so this was going to be, really, we're driving south, so it's like, well, we might as well stop in Branson and go ahead and get a third visit in, you know, get some value out of the pass. Yep. And um, are, you, are you familiar, Logan, with Silver Dollar City very much? I mean, it's the one you guys are talking about most in the Cuzzy's Discord, eh? So, kind of, a little bit. I know the major coasters, but if you ask me how the park's all laid out, I couldn't tell you anything. I just know that it's all supposed to be more of that immersive experience, the ambiance, as you said mm-hmm. many of times in your TikTok. 
Very much ambiance. I like that word a lot. The ambience uh, and the ambience. decor. That's right. So really, we didn't have a lot of time because we were en route to Florida and we had some other plans, but got to get there at open. And the thing I wanted to do the most. Well, he's grabbing something from the shelf. <laughs> Try not to pull everything down. I'm like plugged in here. Oh, he's lifting up the mic to get more slack. And here it comes. What is it? The Christmas tasting passport. Mm. So literally, we were just like, hey, let's go to Silver Dollar City. Let's not ride any coasters. We rode our coasters in the fall. We did the, the pumpkin event. One of the things we liked about that pumpkin event was the taste card. So we, we literally just went to Silver Dollar City to eat. <laughs> You did all of the cuzzies very proud, and that is very on brand of you. Yes. Um, and this is the park you want to go to to eat. So um, kind of what we did, I got real eager, and we got there a little bit too early. You know, we're one of the first hundred people in the park, probably. Nice. But what's kind of fun when you get to Silver Dollar City is, well, the park didn't open till I think it was 10. We got there about 9.15, 9.30. We got to walk around. And the crafters were already doing their things. Oh. So we got to watch a, a blacksmith kind of make some knives and, and talk to the crowd. Okay. There's a guy chopping wood. They had some stores open at the beginning. So we got to take in the ambiance and the decure of <laughs> Silver Dollar City, kind of the plaza area, which was very nice. I, I, I recommend if you ever go to Silver Dollar City, get there a little early, take it in a little bit and, and kind of a... Uh, Get your game plan for the day. But what we did, we got our tasting card and went to a couple of different stops. Our first stop was a place called Buckshot's Skillet Cookery, where they had they had three things there. And we blew three of our five tasting cards at that place. <laughs> oh snap. Yeah, it was it was like, oh shit, this is all good. So we started with the jambalaya skillet, Ooh. which Essentially, it was just it was rice. It was jambalaya. They called it Ooh. a skillet because it was served in a skillet. I guess it was fire. I give it like a a nine out of ten for sure. Ooh. Spicy jambalaya. E was very good. Nice. My wife really wanted the hearty beef stew, which was also very good. It had fried okra in it, which she couldn't eat, so I had to eat all the fried okra and basically essentially beef stew. And by the way, it was like. 30 something degrees, probably 38 degrees Fahrenheit. So like we, we were craving the stew and the skillets and the, and the chili. So the third thing we got was the Ozarks chili, which I would also, I would give that an eight out of 10. The other two, nine out of 10. This is eight out of 10. Okay. But we started off three of some of the best food park food I had ever eaten. And Buckshot skillet cookery was a bomb. So, um, that was good. And then we had two more stops, and we ate, sorry, Lumber Camp Falls Skillet. And this is something, if there's not a festival going on, I always eat here, because they have the Sausage Medley Skillet, which is the best skillet in okay. Silver Dollar City. There's potatoes in it, there is sausage, there's corn, there's some greens in there, and it is uh, fantastic. And while I've had it many, many times... To have a tiny version of it was very delicious. And then the last thing I got, I don't remember the place, but I did get the apple dumpling with cinnamon ice cream for dessert. Oh? Yeah. It was a, 
the dumpling wasn't as warm as I wanted it to be, but the ice cream more than made up for it. It was really good cinnamon ice cream. And that was about it. We did a little bit of shopping. I got a, a Christmas ornament. And then we were on the road to North Little Rock. But before we did that, we actually went to a little place called Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Mm. My wife really wanted to go. They have these wonky shops. So it's if you think of like Diagon Alley at Harry, you know, Universal, um, Florida, it felt like that except in real life, which just like there was like kite stores, there were bookstores, a bunch of coffee shops, and we just kind of walked around and took it in. And um, you know, if you ever get the chance to go. And, and spend an hour there. It was a really good time. I went into like this coffee shop and it was just like really small and like compact. And you ordered the coffee at the bar and, um, you know, it was just a little restaurant. So it was just probably the quirkiest town I've ever been to, which is pretty fun. Nice. We stayed in North Little Rock. The hotel sucked, but we won't go there. And then we <laughs> we went next to... Basically, this was the weird part of the drive from North Little Rock to Biloxi, Mississippi to Foley. So it was a long drive. But we drove south through Mississippi. New straight credit for me. I'd never been to Mississippi before. It was exactly as I imagined it. Um, Pretty interesting state. But we got all the way to Biloxi, which surprised me. It was my favorite city because we went through, gosh, Jackson, Mississippi, Biloxi and Mobile. Nope, Mobile's in Alabama. My point, that wasn't a good point. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. But anyway, get to Biloxi and it's like, oh shit, this is a beach town. So we're like driving on the beach and it's like, oh, we're about to go ride this coaster, but also we're about to catch a sunset on the beach. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, so, you know, before the sunset comes, my little coaster brain... Really, if if, I, if you put a roller coaster at the end of a seven-hour drive, I'll stay up. I can do it. So it was helpful. We went, <laughs> <laughs> we went to Big Play Biloxi, which is like, it's a family entertainment center. And they've just recently added carnival rides to it. So how it's advertised, they have a restaurant, they have bowling, they have like an arcade, laser tag, and then carnival rides. Um, I did try to reach out to the park beforehand. I had to call them and be like, hey, is is the roller coaster operating? And I hate making that call, but like I tried to DM them a couple weeks before. Like, mm. What does carnival rides mean? Does carnival ride include roller coaster? I had to know because I was taking a, it was probably a 30 minute extra stop to do this. So we did it. Um, got on the credit. It was fine. It was like an SBF galaxy. Um, really nothing to write home about. I mean, if you've ridden a galaxy, it's a newer version of that. Has these weird comfort collars, which are kind of odd. It's not a bad ride, but it's like it's one of those things where it's like it's big enough to stop and get the credit. Okay. It wasn't like a kitty coaster, so it's like actually a good credit stop. So we got that, and then um, we stayed in the parking spot. And we were literally able to cross the road and sit on the beach in our sweatpants. <laughs> which, um, by the way, if you've never been to the beach in like cold, I think I like that better. Just like roll up in your sweatpants. Really? Wear nasty clothes. Um, you know, take your shoes up, maybe even walk in your shoes even and, and, and just have a seat. It was a good time. Watch the sunset. It was very pretty, very romantic. My wife enjoyed it and she deserved it. She went out of her way to ride a, uh, well, she didn't ride it and she just watched me ride. (laughs) 
the uh, the coaster there. So there you go. There was two of the parks there. So, I mean, we're not looking at a very coaster-filled trip here, but three parks is three parks. We drive to Foley, and this is a new-to-me park, Tropic Falls, which the park opened in 2017. And I was excited for this park. I knew the coaster lineup wasn't going to be good. Uh, but I was excited to check out like the, the whole OA resort. So um, OA, I think it stands for Big Water in some sort of Native American language. I can't remember which one. Um, and that's who kind of owns the place. So they've got their amusement park. They have what looked like a kick-ass indoor water park that we did not buy. Um, tickets to the place were, I think, just under $30. And if you add it on the water park, it's like 62. So it's like, mm, not worth the water park. Let's just get the coasters in. Let's check the area out. So we go in. We're literally the first people in the door. And we go to the wild, or I think it's called the crazy mouse. Get that credit out of the way. I've done a crazy mouse too. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you rode at the fair. Yeah, that's my most uh, recent new credit, actually. <laughs> my only new credit since, uh, oh gosh, 2012. <laughs> And you rode, uh, I think, I forget who owned it before Zamperla owned it, but there was like a manufacturer of it before, and now Zamperla has taken over that model and kind of bought the company. Okay. So this was an actual Zamperla version of it, which it's the same thing, really. Um, Interesting. This feels a little bit more more new, I guess. And you know what? Those things are fine, right? I mean, did you like the spinning mouse? I mean, it was fine. All I knew about it, Going into the fact is that when I was at the Red River Exhibition in Winnipeg, it uh, paralyzed the person who tried to hop over and grab their hat. So, uh, yeah, th- we yeah. got that going for us. Winnipeg's going to make another appearance <laughs> later in this episode, apparently. <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, don't don't jump the the coaster fences, guys. Yeah, not, not nothing right home on though. Like it was perfectly adequate, fine fair ride. So I don't know if it translates to a better ride if it's permanently installed. But that thing was a uh, I don't know, kind of a rough piece of shit. But new coasters, new coaster where I live. So I took it, <laughs> and it was honestly a rough piece of shit as well. But it was nice. like a nice piece of shit because it was more permanent and mm. made by Zamperla now. But you know, it was fine. I've, I've ridden probably over ten of those things, and, and I, I can't really honestly tell the difference between some of them okay quick quick aside more boomerangs slcs or crazy mice boomerangs for me okay uh, it would go boomerang uh wild crazy mouse the, the spinning version of it yeah and then slcs as far as like a mountain that i've ridden if i had to pick one to ride though i would ride the wild mouse easily nice good choice yeah and then you know it, it was now like 10.05 or whatever time, five minutes after the park opened. So I'm like, let's run to the kitty coaster before it gets a line, before the shame <laughs> hits in. And there was a family on it before us. And then I walk up and nobody walks up behind me. So I just have the awkward moment with the ride up. And I'm like, hey, uh, I want to I wanna ride this, <laughs> you know, just by myself. My wife happily films these. So she, we've got footage on our TikTok. Check us out at Coaster Cuzzies. I'm sure that's the best part of being the executive producer of the Coaster Cuzzies. She loves to film it. Um, and she knows when it's like, eh, I would I would get more enjoyment of the content of this than I would actually riding with you. So go on over, do your thing. And, um, you know, the ride-off was real nice. And it was a fine kitty coaster called Southern Express. Had a nice plaza. Had like a fountain in front of it. Okay. Pretty, but still a kitty coaster. 
I don't know why you do this to yourself. Yeah, I know. I have to I have to appear stronger than other coaster enthusiasts. Ah, okay. It's the rules. And then uh the last thing we did, we had Rolling Thunder, which is like their premier coaster there, the centerpiece of the park, which is also a Zamperla ride. All these Zamper I mean, I think almost everything but the dark ride there is a Zamperla ride, which is kind of unique. Okay. Uh, so good on Zamperla for just being like, Hey, we'll open a park for you. Just come through us, we'll get everything ready, you operate it. We'll I mean it's genius, but mm-hmm. um, we rode Rolling Thunder and that thing ran. I was worried it'd be rough, and I don't think rough's the word for it, but it does feel like you're riding in a hot wheel. A little like, jolty, shaky almost. There's um a shake to it. A shimmy. Kind of a shimmy. And it doesn't feel good. <laughs> Um, you know, the ride has interesting moments. I think the best part on the return bits, there's some actually pretty good airtime on like two of the hops. The inversions aren't particularly fun. One of them kind of has a pothole before like the zero G and like, it's fine. Um, you know, I would compare it to like an arrow coaster. Okay. Just without head banging because the restraints don't have the head banging, which is nice. And you know, it's just fine. These are three coasters that I rode and I don't know that I ever need to ride them again. Like if I went back to Oa, or sorry, uh, Tropic Falls, I would probably re-ride Rolling Thunder, but I would have no desire to do the spinning coaster again or the kitty coaster, obviously. And then they had a bunch of flat rides there. We didn't ride any because um, it was like a Tuesday before Thanksgiving. So like nobody really was there. And that included staff. Mm. They were either understaffed or they like planned to like, only open half the rides and kind of do a rotation of the rides that did open. Gotcha. So we didn't ride any of those, but we did have a dark ride. Um, I think it's called Mystic Manor there, which is a Sally shooting dark ride. And it was a lot of fun. There's some scary moments where you hit one thing and then something pops out at you. Nice. So that was pretty good. I, I enjoyed that. But then after that, man, we just kind of walked around the park. We played with two cats. I saw that. That looked interesting. There was just two cats that I. it appears that they just live under Rolling Thunder. Huh. And we spent more time playing with the cats in the park or like trying to get them, you know, like pet them or just kind of hang out with them and talk to them. I guess we're cat people now. I don't know. But um, they're very cute and a lot of fun. And then, you know, after about 30 minutes of that, went to the gift store where they had a 50% off sale. This hat was $42. But... The OA merchandise, because they're doing a rebrand to Tropic Falls, was 50% off. So nice. We got 50% off a mug, this hat, and a couple of stickers, which was pretty sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, I was really happy with that. And then we had to check out the entertainment district where they had some good restaurants and stuff. So we got Hershey's ice cream, which was, my wife said, her favorite ice cream she's ever had. So got to check that out when you go. And they have a couple of restaurants. They have like Paula Deen's there. They have this place called the Sassy Bass, which we got out into that area. And we were wondering, because they have like an investigator there and like police and there was these side characters. <laughs> so like, you know how like you go to Disneyland, you kind of want to sit on Main Street USA and take it in. It felt like the Alabama version of that. So like you'd be sitting there and like there's an investigator because it, it turns out there was either a robbery or an attempted robbery is what we pieced together. 
because there's this huge hole like the size of a head almost on the front door. And somebody had broken into the restaurant or tried to. And so they had like investigators there and like the restaurant didn't open, but the waitresses all showed up. Okay. They're all just chilling outside, smoking cigarettes. (laughs) And then like park services guy would come by and he'd look and he literally goes, what the heck? (laughs) He just stares at it for a while. And me and my wife are just watching. And it's like, this could be a book. Like these characters. (laughs) I was going to ask, this is going to sound bad, but it is Alabama. So like y'all know your place. Was yeah. this legit theming or an actual act of crime scene? This is an actual act of crime scene. Oh my sure. gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. And so we just kind of sat and watched it. There was this detective. He was a bald guy, um, dressed sharply. You know, he had the business casual. He had the boots on because he's in Alabama. Mm-hmm. He's on the phone. He's like really talking about some stuff. And it was just fun to sit there and watch this crime scene <laughs> as we're just hanging out. And then like people are walking by. And I, I heard three people, and there wasn't many people there. Three people walked by, and you could hear them say something like, this is like Disney. This is like Disney without the characters. So I, I made an Instagram post, and it's like, hey, this is just like Disney, except replace Mickey Mouse with an attempted robbery. <laughs> and I, did, <laughs> I did the, you know, zoomed in on the, the hole in the glass. But honestly, they had a lot of cool stuff going on there, so I hope... I I think this park will survive. They've got a uh, like a hotel on site and okay. some good restaurants around it and it's starting to fill in. Some of the big criticisms like the stores aren't filled in. There's a couple of vacant stores still, but they've got like an event space there now. They had Murder Creek Moonshine, which we stopped and did a tasting and bought way too much moonshine to give as gifts and and take with us. Nice. Um but yeah, man, uh, I I would say put this on like your travel bucket list of American parks while the coaster lineup is like a, honestly, like a D plus. (laughs) It's not great. But when you add the OA district and then Gulf Shores is the next city down on the coast. So you've got the beach there. You've got a really cool stop. So I think what OA, that whole resort has going for it is awesome. I would recommend, we didn't stay at the hotel on site, but, um, if you do go down there, stay there and like take in some of the nightlife, go to a restaurant, do some moonshine tastings. They have a, you know, if you, if you like to drink, they've got like rum bars, they've got wine tasting, wine samples as well. Like there's a, it's, it's a whole entertainment district. So it's pretty cool. Nice. And then after that we went to, um, and I won't go in too far detail here, but a place called Dune Island beach, which is in between Destin and Panama city beach. Beautiful wedding. Congratulations to the bride and groom. It was uh, great being able to witness that. Um, they got married on the beach there, which was really cool. And um, just kind of did some things, some local things, like um, got the best key lime pie in Destin, which I don't remember the place of it. Donut shop, something like that. The best key lime pie in Destin, Florida? Yeah, Destin, Florida. That sounds very niche. I like it. It was. And, and it was a whole thing because we got there and they were sold out. Oh, no. We just kind of got bummed and sat outside for a little bit. And then I went back in. It's like, are you guys really sold out? Or is it like, and then they're like, yeah, we're sold out. So we go back and sit out there. And then the waitress comes out and she's like, hey, I asked my manager, we're allowed to start selling at four o'clock. It's 345. Do you guys want a slice? So we went in and got the slice. So made my wife very happy. Nice. And I can't remember the place, but uh, had some of the best fish tacos in Destin. Hole in the wall place. Look it up. It's the one with the top rating, um, and you'll find it. Fish tacos. Google. Boom. There it is. 
And then on the way back, we just stopped in Nashville, um, just kind of slept overnight and uh, stopped at a breakfast place called the Frothy Monkey in Nashville. Okay. Which was very good. If you like coffee, the the coffee drinks there are exceptional. It's kind of a hipster coffee place. And then like the food is like, I, I like to call it farm fresh and uh, probably one of the better breakfasts I've ever had. So I highly recommend the Frothy Monkey if you're in Nashville. Drove back and now I'm here. That was the trip. That's a pretty solid trip for November. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was kind of impressed by it. And and I, I kind of skimmed over the house on Dune Island Beach. It was uh, our, my, my father-in-law rented the house for us. And it was our back our backyard was the beach. Nice. You walk down the stairs, beach. So that was kind of cool. Um, by the way, the beach, it's a, a good way to reset your brain a little bit. Definitely. That's why I go to the dam in the summer. <laughs> yeah. See the dry water. The dry water dam. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Very niche reference that only OG Akazi and Prairie Coasting listeners will understand. That's right. The dam is an annual trip. It's a good time. Wow. That is so interesting. I had no idea those things about Alabama cats. But I was not part of that discussion, which makes me sad because I am the main character. But do never fear because I am part of this next discussion. So please, I hope you enjoy the next next segment where myself and a contributor you haven't heard from yet talk about our trip to California. So I'm excited to introduce myself and my friend slash Coaster Cuzzy's contributor, Talia, talking about our Disneyland trip. All right, next up on the Trip Report episode. I don't know what what order this is going to go in, but I can't wait to hear the other two reports because they haven't happened yet. But for now, I'm very excited to be here with one of our contributors who you haven't heard from yet. And we're going to hear from her. We're going to introduce her. And we're going to talk a little bit about a trip we just went on. So please... Everyone give a warm welcome to Talia. Yay! How are you, Talia? I'm doing great. I love coming on this podcast. It always feels like a warm hug from a friend. I always feel so welcomed and included. And yeah, I'm, I will introduce myself. I'm Mitch's best friend in the whole entire world. And uh, we do a lot of trips together. This time we went to LA for his 30th birthday. And one of the places we went to is Disneyland. Obviously, we had to go. And it was super fun. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to recapping that for you guys. In my everyday life, I uh, work in human resources. People and culture makes it sound a little bit more exciting. And yeah, I live here in Calgary. I have a little dog named Wally. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my whole life. So uh, I think what I'm most excited about is that um, I'm going to be a, what do you call it, Mitch? Contributor. Oh, a contributor. Okay. I didn't know if I had like a special name. Um, (laughs) Regularly on the podcast, um, we're going to do a segment called Tea Time with Talia. So we're envisioning what that will look like, but probably casual conversation about things that are going on in our lives or recent news that's dumb or whatever, just things we think of, things that come up. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy that. So yeah, 
Yeah, so happy to have you on. Um, for those who don't know, if you didn't listen to Prairie Coasting before it died, rest in peace, Talia came on twice, was it? Twice or three times? I think twice. Twice, and we ha- had a lot of fun talking about a lot of Disney, actually. So if you haven't heard those episodes yet, please go look at that so that we're, ex- we're so excited to have you on the new iteration of what we're doing. Um, and like you said, kind of make your own segment, come pop on as a contributor here and there. So um, stay tuned for what Tea Time with Talia will look like, because it will never be the same. Let me tell you, we will be. <laughs> it's going to be all over the place, just like us. <laughs> just like our normal day-to-day, like yeah. talking about like, we'll, we'll, be the, we'll be like snapping each other, like triple chins, make bleh, bleh, and then on text being like, so my trauma today is <laughs> just all over the place. So that's where, that's what to expect. Yeah, we uh, we change the topic based on the medium of communication. So text is very different than Snap, which is very different than Instagram, which is very yeah. different from group chat. So you know what? We're going to touch on everything. And uh, I'm really excited about that. Absolutely. So I think for this first segment, um, we, like you said, are going to be recapping our most recent trip to Disneyland. So do you want to give us a little high level of the day? Like how many days were we there? What did we do? How many people were we with? Just a very overview of, um, of the day for us. Yes, I think I'll start out just by letting people know that I am by no means a coaster expert. (laughs) I have dabbled in the coaster community with your help and with your (laughs) guidance um, at various different parks. But um, I am like a huge Disney fan. It's very nostalgic for me. I used to go a lot as a kid with my family. Um, So I feel like I can speak to the Disney parks because um, they're very familiar to me. Our Disneyland trip was great. We just, we didn't do a park hopper this time. We just got um, tickets to Disneyland. We got there like half an hour after the gates opened and we really just kind of went with the flow. We weren't super rushed. We all did get Genie Plus so that it was easier to book rides and we were with five people. So me, Mitch and three other people. And we wanted to make sure that the people who hadn't been there before were having a good experience. So, yeah, it was a really great day. Yeah. Mitch, did you want to talk about the decor and the holidays? Yes. So one of the things that I've always wanted to do as a kid is visit any Disney park um, at the holidays. I have been a lot around Halloween. I think I've been to Disney Halloween probably six times. We just tend to go a lot in October because Canadian Thanksgiving for our American or non-North American friends is in the middle of October. So it's just always a natural time to go to Disney. Um, we actually went to Disney last year in October. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But my family and I never went around Christmas and my birthday, November 12th, is generally the start of the Christmas season. Um, so we had booked this day. We we were actually going on Friday, November 11th. And about a week or two before we actually went, they announced that the first official day of the Christmas holidays with all the decor, the, the castle lit up, all the holiday food items, all the merch would be Friday, November 11th. And we were just like, oh my God, this is perfect. So I didn't really know what to expect because I've never been there. But I we walked in and it was true. It blew me away. Like I was... Truly spectacular. Um, the tr- the tree right at the front, all of Main Street was done up. The castle was just so beautiful. It was I couldn't even believe it. But I think for me, where it really shined was at night. At night, Main Street is like gives me shivers and chills no matter what. But with the Christmas decorations, it absolutely blew me away. The castle at night, the the 
the lights and the way it shimmers and, and accentuates all the little doors, towers, details on the castle. But honestly, truly, Small World was just like, I, I knew it was decorated, but I had no idea it would be like that. So I really enjoyed that. I liked in the different lands, there was Christmas appropriate music. So in Frontierland, it was Christmas banjo music, for example. Um, so I really, really liked that. It was it actually felt like a different feel. I don't know if you felt away. Like it act while it still felt magical, it felt kind of like a different place to me. Yeah, it did. It was really nice. And I think we all had our emotional moments throughout the day for sure. But nighttime was absolutely stunning. Like, oh my gosh, the lights. Unfortunately, the fireworks had to be canceled due to wind, but um, they did a light show on the castle and it was just they had fake snow. It was like mm-hmm. it was very elaborate. So yeah, that was really, really fun. And they still had Haunted Mansion Holiday, which um if you don't know, they overlay the traditional haunted mansion uh in October, November, and December. I think even into September, actually, too, with Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas theme. So we had been last year in October. We've seen it a million times. But they, they I would say they, I don't know if they changed it or all, but they definitely tuned down the, or toned down the Halloween a little bit. It was definitely a bit more Christmas to me, but I still actually enjoyed it more than I thought. So I'm, I'm happy about that. So yeah, overall, great time. What would you say are were some of your highlights, what we did, what we saw, and also with two people who had truly never even been to Disneyland before? Yeah, I think it was really cool to go to Disneyland with some people who had never been there before because, like, you just see, like, the sparkle in their eyes, especially Star Wars Land. It's, like, so magnificent and... um I think the guests that came with us that had never been there before were absolutely blown away by that. So it's cool to see it, like see someone's reaction to that when you've been a bunch of times already. One of the highlights, which I just thought of when you were talking about like the lights and and then I mentioned getting emotional was the parade. So the, the marching band came out and was playing in front of the castle. And then all of the characters like came underneath the castle and into the crowd and we're dancing and um I had a moment like a lot of moments like I I was like not okay for like 20 minutes like I was like truly like crying (laughs) for like 20 minutes after we walked away but it was so cute and they had their Christmas like costumes on and they'd like march down main street and it was just magical. So that was definitely a highlight for me. <laughs> yeah. That was such a special moment. We had got just gotten Mickey pretzels on mobile order. Also mobile order shout out. Amazing. <laughs> you were incredible. Cause the lines were for food were wild, but we had just gotten Mickey pretzels for Tally and two others in our group. And we were like just standing in front of the castle about to take pictures with them. And the band started, the, the characters came out. It was so special. It was very like just such a moment. We were kind of taking a break in the middle of the day and it just so happened that this happened in it. And it really, it, I totally forgot about that too. And then we were talking about highlights before we started recording. So it yeah. was uh, so fun. Yeah. I would say another highlight for me was Star Wars land or galaxy's edge i should say because that's the actual name of it it was just so good every time i go there like we've i've been okay so i've been to disneyland three times in the last 13 months i've been twice with mitch and once with my family and i go to i go to galaxy's edge every time we get the same pictures in front of the millennium falcon with with the photographer but every time it's just such a good experience there everyone's 
um, in character. You can talk to all of them. It's just so great. And then Rise is the most amazing ride in the entire world, in my opinion. It was fantastic again. Um, so yes, I would say that that was definitely a highlight for me. However, there was an experience, which we'll talk about later, that was not a highlight in Galaxy's Edge. So we'll get there eventually. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Did you, was there any ride that you went on that like, besides Rise, what would, what would you say would be like highlights of, um, like rides? Cause we did a couple different rides we did, that we did last year, but any Ooh. other ride highlights? I think, um, Thunder Mountain, I don't think we were able to go on it last time. It was closed last year. Yeah. Yeah, So that was fun to go on that one with the goat where you come around the corner, you look at the goat and it like whips you around. Um, I liked it. I, my favorite ride is Indiana Jones. So it was great that we got to go on that with people who had never been on it before. And then when I was there in May with my family, uh, Pirates was closed. So it was nice to be able to go on Pirates again too. And I went yeah. on it three times that day. <laughs> yeah, you did. I think you did one. Did you one more time than me? Or did I do all three, all three times too? No, because I went on it when you went to It's a Small World. Small World, right. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, mm-hmm. so I did Pirates twice that day. So yeah, that makes sense. All of those, I completely agree with. Um, I I definitely miss Thunder Mountain. When we were there last year, we'll, like, we'll get into last year's trip a little bit more. But I, I, want, I want to say that like Frontierland really is missing and lacking when there's no Thunder Mountain. Like the sounds it makes, like you can always hear it when you're eating at um, Rancho del Zocalo. When there's no trains going by, it's just so quiet. So I really missed the like the the whole atmosphere and the theme that that ride provides. It has such kinetic energy. And even walking by is for me a show. It, it, it puts on a show because you can't hear or see Space Mountain, but you. But Thunder Mountain is just such a part of Frontierland. It, it was mm-hmm. it was sad to have it closed last year, so I'm glad we got to go on it um, this yeah. year. It was a good and the time. track is right there. Like when you're walking by, it's like right like where everyone is, and when you're in line, it like provides such an experience because you can see it whipping by and yeah. overhead and stuff like that. So, yes, I agree. That was definitely a highlight. Um, a couple of highlights for me um, would be just like Tali was saying, when we were getting photos in front of the Millennium Falcon, we were, I was talking, we were waiting in line with the um, uh, photo pass people and they were like talking to me in character and like, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. So I was like talking to them about like, you know, we're just got to this planet. They're like, welcome to bed. They're taking, they're speaking in their Batu language, like bright suns instead of hello. But then when we got to the photographer, he was also in character and fucking hilarious. They had all very nicely made matching shirts for us that said like Mitch's 30th birthday. They were all pink with never blame yourself on the back, which I think we'll we'll save that story for maybe another tea time with Talia. Um, I forgot. That was definitely a highlight. Our matching outfits and our sunglasses that were in heart. Exactly. Yes. We had the heart sunglasses. It was so perfect. They they surprised me as soon as I got to the Airbnb in LA. It was perfect. Disney backpacks and purses. Oh, yes. Rest in peace to those. We all had like different theme ones. I had one that was Cinderella and she she took quite a beating. Let me tell you, she's definitely in the in the Los Angeles landfill right now. So I hope she's (laughs) doing well. (laughs) Um, And so we're taking pictures and the photographer's like, wait, are you guys all named Mitch? Like as a joke. And I was like, excuse me, from our planet, that's, we're all named Mitch. We just say it in different inflection. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like we're playing it up and he's asking how we each take our, say our names. But then two stormtroopers came up and we were like, 
they they got in our photos. We we're saying boo party poopers, and they were like so into it. It was fucking hilarious. We tend to just have these like the fun experiences like at Galaxy's Edge. Like the cast members just go above and beyond, and it's fun when you do know a little bit about Star Wars that you can like kind of banter back and forth with them, and 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 you gotta be on the improv game because they're on their improv games. So it's fun to keep that going. So that was a major highlight for me. Um, and in addition to what Talia said, and then the last thing I'll talk about is the. Um, the I do just want to mention oh, before yeah. you move on. When the stormtroopers came, we actually got pictures of them like interrupting our photos, and it was just like we'll have to see if we can post it or share it in any way because they're so funny. Oh my god, they're so funny! And like, there's us like the stormtroopers are right in the way, and us in the background being like "boo" or like oh, "what's yeah. going on?" Yeah, like doing peace signs behind their ears or behind their helmets. Yeah. Helmets. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, and then, yeah, my last thing would be um, the s- Small World Holiday Overlay. So it was really, really busy all day at the Small World Holiday Overlay. So um, we actually weren't able to go on. But weirdly, we were on Indiana Jones and it broke down. And we actually had this happen a couple times, but it broke down. And while we were in line for it, we were in, we had gotten our Genie Plus. It gave us two additional fast passes to use anywhere in the park. And it was just two of them, like not... It wasn't all five of us. It was just two. And we were like, okay, that's weird. And I was just like, I was really bummed because I really wanted to go on the on the small world holiday overlay. The line was like 45 minutes plus because obviously it was the first day it had opened. Everyone wanted to ride it. Um, but I was just like, oh my God, can we split up? Because I am dying to try the small world. And Talia is not a big fan of small world. So it was a kind of a perfect win-win scenario. So Talia and two of our other friends went on... Uh, pirates and jungle cruise and me and my one other friend went on to the small world holiday overlay and it was so good inside like they had they, they would intermix christmas carols with it's a small world they would add like on um i don't know if you if any of the listeners know what what happens a small world but they have disney characters inside the ride at each respective country and on lilo and stitch for example like in in hawaii they have a lilo and stitch on a surfboard and they added on the surfboard like a elvis bobblehead and a christmas hat like just little things and then big christmas trees in there so yeah that would be my last major highlight i'd say but honestly the whole day was a highlight yeah i agree there was very few things that went wrong but there were a few Yes, and do you want to talk about the main one that is our main low light of the entire trip? Probably like probably one of the probably the second biggest low light of the entire trip that we went on. Yeah, so um, as good as uh, Galaxy's Edge was, we managed to get a reservation at Oga's Cantina, which is really hard to get. But Mitch was on it prior to the trip; he was checking the reservations regularly, and we managed to get one at eight ten p.m. Um, So we go in, we get seated. Um, It's kind of a weird arrangement. We're like sharing this like not super big table, but it was like kind of a medium sized table with two groups of five. So it was quite squished in there. Um, And uh, we go to order our drinks and our waiter is having a day. He was not on his game and was very rude. And we went to order our drinks and he ID'd all of us, despite the fact that we're wearing happy 30th birthday Mitch shirts. And um, only two of the people in our group brought their passports, which you need 
on site to actually, if you're Canadian, they don't accept your driver's license. And so uh, we had to order non-alcoholic drinks and uh, that guy's tip really suffered due to that. So yeah, it was the worst experience. <laughs> it was so bad. And the way he went about it too, like I was, we showed ID. He's like, oh, 30. Like he's like, where's your passport? And it's just like, and he's like, I don't, yeah. He's like, okay, no, you can't do it. Like, and it wasn't, when he came over, it wasn't even a, hey, how are you? Welcome to Oga's. It was like very much like, what do you want? Are you ready to order? Like it was the whole preface of it. And then like the whole passport thing. And like, I know that's a policy, but like, I like, we've only ever experienced this once before, but like, we are all well in like in our 30s like if not very late 20s so i don't know what he was doing in every other place we've ever been to we've never did that when we went to ogas last year they didn't id us at all Mm -hmm. so we don't know what was going on but like he felt didn't make us feel very welcome the people beside us also had this passport issue they were kind of bummed and we were like squished up against them after they left we scooched down in the booth and made it a little stretched out a little bit but it was just kind of like we all drank our drinks and was like let's just go like we're not having a second one and uh, yeah, the tip was very reflective of the experience. I was like, I'm ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really deserve a very good tip that day. But yeah, so it was just very cold. It was like, we sat down. It's like, what do you want? And then, oh, sorry, you don't have your passport. You can't order. Like, yeah, Oop. it was just very, very aggressive. Robotic. So um, yeah. since we... Um, discussed a little bit about our August trip last year. Um, why don't we do a little bit, like, take some time to compare our trips from last year? So, um, what was different? What What did you think was different? Do you want to maybe tell what we did last year and also what was COVID restrictions were in place? Like, what did we have to do last year versus this year? Yeah. So last year we were there for three days. So we had um, a three day pass with Park Hopper. So we were able to go back and forth. This time we just opted to get the, we're only there for the one day. So we just opted to get the one pass uh, or the one park pass. Um, And honestly, it made the day so much more relaxing. It was really great. Um, to just be able to focus on Disney. We had a lot of time throughout the day. If we, you know, didn't get on a ride in the morning, we had time to get on it in the afternoon. Um, the park was, I think it seemed busier. Um, there was no, when we were there last year, there was no Genie Plus system in place yet. So um, that no ride had uh, any, like, Fast Pass or, or Genie Plus lane. So, or what's it called? Lightning lane? Lightning lane, um, yeah. So it was fine. Like all the waits last time were super quick. We um, got on a lot of rides because of it. Um, but I really like the Genie Plus system. I think that it has some kinks that need to be worked out. But um, it really it worked for us because we wanted to get a lot of rides done in a short amount of time. Um, last year we had to wear masks inside and we didn't have to do that this year, which was great. And it just kind of felt a little bit more normal. Like the magic was back a little bit more than last year. Like it was like just a little bit off, obviously with some of the COVID restrictions and everything. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, overall both trips were great, but they were just a little bit different. And, um, I really enjoyed ourselves this time for sure. Yeah, I agree. I think this time the magic was definitely there. Last year was nice. We did stay across the street from Disney. I mean, it was more of a Disney-focused trip, of course. So we had a bit more time to enjoy it. But I agree. I um, wouldn't get the park hopper again. Like, really, I would like to do just focus on one park, especially there for two days. Just need one park one day. Um, I did feel like the magic was back a little bit. The cast members were a little bit more at ease. And it was just busy because it was the first day of the holidays. I'm sure they had sold out of their um, of their 
reservations. But I don't know if you found this, but I think this year the food waits were longer than the ride waits because I think the food, the ride waits peaked about like 11 a.m. noon. But by like by like 5 p.m., 6 p.m., they were pretty much like all half an hour across the board. But the fucking food waits <laughs> never went down. It's so true. It's so true. Like the popcorn bar. Right, Kate, if you're listening to this and you're a popcorn bucket person, can you give us some information as to why and Just what the give appeal us some is? insight. I don't understand this. Like they're the ugliest buckets I've ever seen. <laughs> People are carrying like five around like the park all day so that they can, I don't know, go sell them online later. It's like, and they wait in these lines for like an hour to get these popcorn buckets. It's so and weird. Do you have houses where you're shelf is just popcorn buckets like i don't know about you but like we live in apartments condos like not large spaces where do you keep these and do you use them that's my question like do you use them are they collector's items i just i want to know more so please put it in the disney discord if you're if you're on the discord or dm us on instagram um what like what is the appeal i want to know more about it and maybe we'll talk about it in a future tea time episode because i really do want to kind of dive into why that is yeah, there's also other collectors things too, aren't there? Or is it mostly just the popcorn? The popcorn buckets are the most like cheapest, the cheapest collectors item that makes sense. Like pins are also a big thing, like pin trading and that sort of thing. Um, so, but the popcorn buckets seem to be like a seasonal thing. As soon as they're like when they announce a new popcorn bucket, it's like mad dash every person for themselves. Um, so I, I don't know what specifically about the popcorn bucket makes it. It actually sucks. We really wanted Disney popcorn because I just happen to like it. It's very salty and oily, but we couldn't find a line that was decent all day for it. All day. All day. Like until yeah. we left at 10 p.m. Like we were there 8 a.m., 8.30 a.m. to literally we left after 10 and the popcorn with lines, everyone in the park was fucked. Yeah, same with churro lines. We wanted churros. Eventually, the churro lines, we found one that was like had no line, but man, those popcorn lines, they were very strange. So, and yeah. to be expected, any place that had a holiday treat or food place had long lines. So, we really, really used mobile order a lot. Um, but I'm actually surprised that Ronto Roasters and Docking Bay 7, neither of them were very busy. Maybe they just don't have new things and they haven't had new things, but they're my two favorite, two of my favorite places to eat is Docking Bay 7 at Ronto Roasters. Um, I had two Ronto wraps or three. I can't remember. Two. I think two, cause you were going to get a third, but then you got something else. I, I had the fries. I had the chili cheese impossible fries. They were yeah, good. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the spaghetti. Oh, yes. Actually, that was actually really good. That was a new thing at Alien Pizza Planet. They have impossible bolognese with penne, and it was really, really good. And then I also went with my friend who wanted pizza, and they had like a char- – it's called a charcuterie pizza, and it had like fig and arugula on it. And I was kind of prefacing her. I'm like, Alien Pizza Planet, eh, the food isn't that good. But she like really enjoyed it. She was like – this. Is, she's even the dough was good. So I would say of the holiday treats we had, I'd rate it a 10 out of 10. Like it was – like the food was – awesome and i was shocked at how good the pasta was yeah that's great you've never had it before so that's no, awesome. not at all um and then i think the last time the last thing i want to touch on about our trip is our last rides on splash mountain so maybe we can maybe go into more depth about like the future of this later but how did you feel getting on this are you excited for the new overlay like what's your whole vibe about splash mountain right now yeah well like as far back as i can remember it's been this theme like like as long as I've been alive, right? Or has since it ever been open? It's the same. Yeah. It's the same same theme since opening in 1989. Oh, oh wow. Okay, yeah. So um, it was. You know what? I was like kind of 
um, up in the air about whether I wanted to ride it because I didn't want to get wet <laughs> and be walking around because I was freezing at Disney all day. I'm a very cold person. Um, but like Mitch was like, it's the last time you like have to do it. So he convinced me to do it. I got to sit in the very back. Thank you so much. And uh, it was good. It was really good. It was nice to ride it one last time, but I'm really excited for the next theme. I think the princess and the frog is going to be awesome. Um, But yeah, it's sad. It's like part of like growing up. That's now going to be different, but I'm excited to see what they do. I think it's time. It needs to be changed up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, some of the some of the animatronics are looking quite tired. Um, I I was saying to um, everyone in our group, I'm really hoping that they fix that second drop because you get soaked on it. Like if you're in the first three positions, even four, you get absolutely obliterated. And so on the second drop, I was in the fourth position, and my right shoe got absolutely drenched. Like it was just my right shoe, and whereas I feel like. The Disney World one isn't like that. You actually, if you, if you, even if you sit in the front, you don't get like that wet. You get like wet, like the spray. But it's just when there's that wave. So I'm really hoping they fix that. But in terms of the theme, I'm excited. I think it's been around, it's what, 34 years, 33 years. I think it's had its time. People are upset about it. But I'm just like, you know what? Any any update to any old attraction is going to be good. It's still staying the same. It's still going to be a nice long log flume. It's a great um, ride to go on if you're boiling hot in the winter. Um, and then we all got to, sorry, in the summer. Yeah, I don't know why I said winter. Because, uh, But it was nice because we all got to change after um, after the ride. I changed into my new Disney Spirit jersey. And then everyone put their sweaters and pants on. And it, and it uh, turned out really, really good. So I, I think that was a fun send-off on the ride. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. And your spirit jersey, mm, chef's kiss. So Oof. beautiful. It's the number one thing I wanted. And I literally, this is the first thing we did when we walk in. Like I want to go into the stores before it's sold out because I know those spirit jerseys and the Christmas merch sells out. So happy I did that. I love it. I've worn it a couple times already. It's so good. It fits so nice. It's not too, I didn't want it too oversized. It's like, ooh, ooh. I just yeah, love it. It's awesome. Um. Well, I think that's all we really have to talk about on the trip. Um, What do you think? um, I don't know what I was going to say there. I lost it. (laughs) What do Um, you think? I was going to say, because I was talking about something about your future segments. Sorry, Logan, if you want to edit this out. Or if you want to keep it in, it's fine. This is how our brains work, just so everyone knows. Uh, Yeah. How I often communicate with Mitch is, oh, I'm going to, and then I, I just completely lose my thought. It's gone. It's completely gone. Um, so yeah, we talked a little bit about what Tea Time with Talia is going to be um, in the future. Um, and I think we'll probably have you on. I think you can expect Talia to be on every once a month, maybe once every couple months. Not mm-hmm. every episode, of course, but um, we're excited to see co- compile some topics. I think it won't always be just me and Talia. I'd like to get maybe Caleb on and also um, Logan. But um, otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I know maybe don't put your, maybe you don't have to talk about your personal um, account, but maybe you can also talk about where if you want to see more Wally or if they want, yes. or, or even if you don't want anyone to find you, you can just say, fuck all, fuck all your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? I always, I always appreciate support on my dog's account. Um, I've had it for about a year and a half now. And honestly, I haven't put that much effort into growing my audience on there. Um, but I have the cutest dog, I think, in the entire world. His name is Wally. He's a Havanese Yorkie mix, a Horky, and he is very sassy. 
He has many opinions and he's really photogenic. So if you want to follow my dog, <laughs> it's at where's underscore Wally boy um, on Instagram. So you can go check him out there. And as for my personal account, I will not be releasing that information. So <laughs> is it, yeah. Don't you have that? Don't you have on the where's Wally boy like thing? It says mom is and it has your personal No, I account. took it off. Okay, I was going to say, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I took that off, yeah. I was getting some weird situations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I think uh, that's it for this trip report. Thank you so much, Talia, for coming on. I cannot wait to have you on for future episodes. I'm sure we'll go on lots more trips together. I will be seeing Talia again in person in about a month when I go back to Calgary for Christmas. And um, yeah, thanks for coming on. So happy to have you here. Thank you so much. And I think for Tea Time with Talia, like, please, I know you guys use Patreon. So if you have opinions or questions or topics, or you just want to give your feedback on anything, like, I think that that would be a really fun thing to touch on for sure is responding to people's questions. So feel free to throw anything on there that you'd like. We don't have our Patreon set up quite yet, but we have our Discord. But Patreon... Patreon might be coming. Ooh. Oh, did I just give something away? <laughs> no, okay. It's we we teased it, but yeah, Discord. I agree. I would love to have um, answering questions. Um, maybe putting maybe putting a, an opinion out there with people first, and then you know talking about what people said. Um, so yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well, I will pass it back to future Mitch, Caleb, and Logan, and we'll introduce another trip report. Or if this is the last one, then we'll end off the show. Have a great rest of your day, y'all, and uh, talk soon. Bye. Bye. All right. Surprise, surprise. Mitch and Talia breaking down at Disneyland, the happiest place on earth and the best breakdowns on earth, I would argue, especially at the festive Christmas times. I heard you had a fun time on all the re-themes that they do at the Christmas and holiday season. And you said zippity do goodbye to uh, splash mountain. Very excited for uh, whatever the Tiana theme thing is going to be there. I guess we're tossing this over to me now who didn't actually have to freeze my butt off outside in the Regina cold. We are headed to Canada's largest sporting event, the gray cup. And actually Mitch, I really hate to do this to you, but uh, Caleb, can I, can I, can I steal a Caleb again? We can talk about this real quick. I love talking in the corner with you about um, football games that I don't understand in Canada. Let's do this. Crying in the corner over here. In my corner. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Mish. I feel like a bully. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So now it's Logan's turn to tell you guys all about what I've been up to. Went out to the Grey Cup. That is Canada's biggest sporting event. It's our big annual CFL football championship game. And Regina hosted it. Those Saskatchewan Rough Riders, that's my team, hosted it out there, and it was a pretty good time. So I brought on resident American uh, Coaster Bro to come hop on and kind of chat about this with me because thinking, I know what this is, Mitch knows what this is, Parker knows what this is, but a lot of y'all probably don't know what this is. And I think having Coaster Bro hop on and ask a bunch of questions and kind of guide this through will be a good way about chatting about this with all you Coaster peoples. I'll be playing the role of dumb American football fan, um, stereotypically, of course, because I don't really watch football myself in the NFL, but I do know it pretty well. So, um, excellent. You're talking about the CFL, is that right? That is right, dumb American football fan. And you said your your team hosted it? Were they in it? 
My team hosted it. We were not in it. So the way CFL works is similar to NFL. They have the bids for who's going to host it kind of idea with the city a few years in advance. I don't know if we go as far as the NFL because I think they do the bids for theirs like up to three, four years advance maybe. Ours is just a couple. But anyway, Saskatchewan was supposed to host it 2020 in our new stadium because we just built the probably the nicest stadium in all of Canada, I'd say. Mosaic Stadium. If you haven't seen any pictures of it, go over to the Cuzzy's Discord. We can throw some in the football chat or something for you guys to find it. But finally got a chance to host our new stadium. little background there. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are kind of like the Dallas Cowboys or the Green Bay Packers. Kind of a mix in there of the NFL fans where they're your most diehards and just biggest, roughest, toughest kind of football fans. So kind of a big deal that we finally got to host it again. That's amazing. So they have a big community there. These these people that like show up. And then shovel the stands? Is that is that a Canadian thing? That's what they do at Lambeau. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's happened before. Thankfully, the way they designed this new stadium in Regina is we have a canopy over most of the state the seats, so there isn't a ton of that. But yeah, they do have tons of volunteers come out from Regina to help clear out the snow and just, you know, make a nice hearty atmosphere. Okay, and then are, are tickets ridiculous for this? Were, were, were these like expensive tickets? Because the Super Bowl, I mean, you're dropping a thousand American dollars at least. To, to get nosebleed for the Super Bowl. Is that still the case here? A little bit. I mean, it really depends on the perspective you look at it, right? Super Bowl is this big world event that everyone around kind of knows about. And the ad space on that, obviously, because you have so many eyes tuned into those TVs is such a big thing. So like what? Super Bowl, you're gaining probably hundreds of millions of views, right? If not billions from worldwide. CFL, we have a, a few million, I'd say, tune in, a good handful of that. Because in Canada, we only got 36 million people, maybe 38 now. You get the point, though. We're dealing with way smaller numbers than down in the States. Okay. So who is playing in this game? Who, who is the team? Have you said it already? You said so many Canadian things. I I, I kind of lost, lost track. <laughs> yeah. So we have it set up like the NFL has it set up, right? Your American Football Conference, your National Football Conference, your AFC, NFC there. Ours is different. We got the East and the West. The way that we have it set up is we currently have nine teams in the CFL. So everything out, BC's got a team, Edmonton, Calgary, Saskatchewan, based out of Regina, Winnipeg, Toronto, Hamilton, Ottawa, Montreal. That's your nine teams, four in the east, five in the west. The top team in each division get in automatically. And then after that just goes based off of the seating. So you'll still have your typical teams get in on your east and the west but if the worst team in the west has a better record than the last team in the east then there's a crossover and they go play in the eastern playoffs which always adds a bit of a spice to it just because you know it's a smaller number of teams in the league and you got to keep it interesting and you can't just go from the top down because the western teams are a lot more juggernauts you have a lot more football fans out west in canada versus east so these eastern teams still need to be able to sell tickets and have that division for them to play kind of for the rights to host so there's a way that like two Western teams could be in the the gray what cup? What color is it? Gray cup? The gray cup. Gray with an E. Cause that's how you spell gray up here in Canada, our little French language. We go back and forth. Um I actually don't know the preferred way in America. Oh, well, that is okay. Yeah. The Coupe de Grey, as they call it in French. But yeah, uh, yeah. We had Winnipeg playing Toronto. And yeah, kinda to answer your question, you can have two Western teams or two Eastern teams that can play. It's never happened before, but many times the Western teams have gotten to the East Conference Final, but none of them have been able to pull off the upset at that Eastern team's place to be able to host it in the West. 
we are always kind of joking about it, right? Because back in 20, what was it? 2014, I think. BC was hosting the Grey Cup. But what's funny is they're in the eastern half of the playoffs. And they made it all the way to the eastern final. And they would have been hosting, I think it was like Toronto or somebody. But the point would have been the eastern team would have been the representative of BC, the furthest west point in Canada. And it would have just been absolutely hilarious to have that dynamic. So it hasn't happened yet. CFL hasn't made a complete mockery of itself, but it is a thing that could potentially happen on paper. Well, that's beautiful. So what's the story of you going to this game? Did you, did you go with some people? Like, What's the experience like going to the Grey Cup? Yeah, so Buddy and I, at the start of summer, we're talking about getting season tickets for the Riders. So season tickets for where we were, we were bottom, uh, what was it, the lower bowl of the end zone. I got two seats up there, three rows from the top. Really good seats, honestly. And for yeah. the two season tickets, 10 games, that was only 750 bucks Canadian. So a nice little place to kind of throw my money that I've been saving because, you know, obviously we ain't got the theme parks or the roller coasters or any of that kind of stuff up here. Wasn't looking like a summer where I'd be able to make a big trip anyway because getting time off of work was a struggle. But I had my Fridays and Saturdays off, so we got season tickets. And because we hosted it, we got first dibs on Grey Cup tickets. So I'm like, we got to do this. So... For an yeah. extra, I think it was 170 bucks each. So 340 bucks total for the two seats. We got into the Grey Cup, and it was, uh, yeah, no, it went from there. That's not bad at all. Was it the same seats, too? It, it would have been the same seats. Um, they held, I don't know what it was for sure. It was the same section. They just had to bump us down a few rows. Huh. Not bad. No, not at all. Well, that's awesome. Is Buddy the name of the guy? Or you just call? Uh, is that how you, you just, would call your friend? No, yeah, that's just what you call your friends in Canada, your buds. Your buds. Yeah, yeah, buddy, that's awesome. Yeah, well, buddy. So, who who do you cheer for in this? Is is there a um, a team that you guys are? Is, was there an overwhelming representation of one team as opposed to the other? Was everyone just excited to be watching football? So everybody was excited to be watching football. Winnipeg is five and a half hours down the road from Regina, just on the Trans Canada Highway. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of Blue Bomber fans come in from Winnipeg to cheer them on. The majority of the fans were still Ryder fans because, you know, we were hosting it in our stadium, even though our team wasn't in it, continuing to make the playoffs. Don't ask me about that season. We were 4-1 and one and ended up being freaking 6-11. and 6-12. and 12, I'm still sour. <laughs> Life looks so good in the summer, and then it went downhill. <laughs> you, you really stopped posting after a while. I wondered what happened. Yeah, no, summer happened. That's what happened. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, like you're saying, it was all just your diehard football fans there, which was really fun because we were hopping on like the buses to go to the stadium, right? And you had people from every single just different jerseys from all the teams all across Canada. And everyone's just diehard football fans. So you're in there, you're chatting with them all. And you know, National Football League, your guys' NFL's on on Sundays. So everybody on the bus is making fun of each other's fantasy teams while we're going off to the Grey Cup. <laughs> Greatest thing ever. One of them is talking about how freaking Cooper Cup's injured. And I'm like, I feel that, brother. I'm sucking in the RTO league right now because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, you Thank know, goodness. collection of good football fans. Everybody was good spirits about it. Winnipeg is our rivals. So every Labor Day, we have the Labor Day Classic. It's been going on for over 60 years now. Two Mm -hmm. teams play each other in Regina, and it's always the biggest game of the year that's not the championship. So having them come in and potentially win their third straight Grey Cup in our stadium was going to suck. So everybody was cheering against them, but to varying degrees, right? Like me and my buddy, we're good football fans. So we're still like high-fiving them when their team got a touchdown and whatnot, but we were all cheering for Toronto, let's face it. Buddy sounds like a good time. 
Yeah, no, definitely was. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We went to farmers market actually before the football game, and that was hilarious. <laughs> that sounds like that sounds like fun. Was it just nearby? Mm-hmm. So he his whole big thing is he collects jerseys, right? So mm-hmm. we scouted it on Facebook, found a bunch of different like potential jerseys there and whatnot because he just had a few people with collections in there selling stuff. Yeah. And I don't know if I ever told you about my Miami Dolphins knives. No. I found a set of just five different knives that are all Miami Dolphins, right? And we got yeah. these one of these other days at a sporting store when we were down there for super cheap. And I've been getting mocked completely for these things. Well, out of the corner of my eye when we're at the farmer's market, I found the steak knives to complete the set. Wow. And oh my goodness, I came out of there with steak knives, a cutting board, cups, mugs, cup holders, a cutting board for crying out loud. You're my like entire a Canadian Martha Stewart. Yeah, no, my entire future kitchen is going to be Miami Dolphins uh, based stuff. And uh, yeah, no, the girlfriend is not happy about it. Yeah. Well, just make sure you give her the uh, the steak, the dolphin steak knife as much as possible. Yes. Yeah. That's what I would do. Well, that's awesome. So you had a good time. Uh, was there a team that won? Did it a tie? It's Canada. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So it was actually pretty crazy. So our overtime is essentially what your guys' college overtime would be. Oh, didn't actually that. have to go there i know we have very different opinions on this college overtime is the way to go and i know you absolutely hate it if you want the score to be 168 to 167 college overtime is the way to go well and here's the difference though for our overtime right is mm-hmm. it's the same as your guys is in the regular season you only have two attempts though like two mini games oh. but you have to go for two every time to try and eliminate the frequency of ties there that's a good idea yeah, so I honestly then, think... But actually, I don't like it because then kickers are out of the game. No, kickers are still in the game. You can kick a field goal. Yeah. But if you get the touchdown, you got to go for two. But like you're kicking a 30-yarder. I just have yeah. problems with it, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll keep talking about this. Well, you later. also have the rouge in Canada too, right? So if you miss a field goal and it goes out the back of the end zone, it's still a single point. Oh, you just kick the fuck out of it essentially like if you on a kickoff with the ball rolls out of the back of the end zone it's still a touchback but then the point gets uh but then the team gets one point if you punt it into the end zone and a guy takes a touchback one point as well so it just adds a little more strategy into the games so you want a guy with a monster leg in the cfl kind of and that's why we have a bunch of guys with monster legs we got a lot of guys from the aussie rules that come in as our international punters real fun time to watch them. those aussie guys can kick a ball Oh my goodness! Crazy too how they like get it and like scramble and still get it off. Oh, they're mm-hmm. just insanely fun to watch. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. So, um, did you say who won? Uh, I don't know. Toronto did win. Oh yeah. So here's what was crazy about all, all year long: two block punts the entire year, two blocked field goals to end the game. Wow. So we had as many blocked field goals in the last two minutes of the Grey Cup as we did all year long, and that's what sealed it. Was a blocked field goal on Winnipeg. Toronto ended up winning by one point. Wow. Which was hilarious because you talked about liking your kickers, right? Big McAfee guy. That's why Cuzzy's uh-huh. is part of the name. Right. Well, Winnipeg's kicker missed a point after earlier in the game, and that kind of cost them a chance at the Grey Cup. So, Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Legio is just not a good kicker. Yeah, he needs. He should have just booted out of the end of the end zone. Oh, he had no leg for it. For a guy with Legio and his name as a kicker, no yeah, leg. He- Perfect last name. That's probably why he got drafted. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> it's a very Winnipeg thing to do. Sorry if we have any Winnipeg <laughs> listeners. Yeah, you Winnipegians. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you had a good time there. Uh, any other thoughts to kind of wrap it up as far as the old Grey Cup? 
I don't really think so. Nothing that would be, you know, too current to you guys. It was just a fun way to go out and experience Canada's biggest sporting event. I love sports. That's my big escapism and just absolutely fantastic fun time there. So I took a few audio clips that I've been thinking we're going to toss into after the show. So if you guys want to stay tuned after our little theme, our outro, and you can hear a little bit from the Grey Cup. We had a little flyover. Oh, Canada's in there. A couple touchdowns and whatnot. Just, you know, but a few of the sights. Not the sights, the sounds from the Grey Cup. So I hope you guys enjoy that after the show. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we kind of have for off-topic Logan going to the Grey Cup. Wow, I feel like I needed a map of Canadian football teams to understand what the fuck you were talking about. I appreciate that, Logan. I'm glad you had a good time. Still don't really understand what the hell happened, but um, I do appreciate. And I'm glad you had a good time at the Super Bowl of Canada. Yee yee. Well, that's the damn show. I uh, hope you guys really appreciated our um, unsolicited Starbucks talk, as well as hearing about uh, all of our top five music that some, most of which you probably haven't heard of because we are so indie and so unique. Um, what's the noise? But first, <laughs> let me take a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> but we appreciate the hell out of you guys listening. If you like the show, you got to be checking us out on social media. You can find us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. We even have a YouTube. One day we'll put some shit up on there, I promise. But you also have to be checking us out on Discord. Um, if you go to solo.to slash coastercuzzies, you can find everything that you need to know about the podcast. You can follow us on everything, join the Discord, join in on the conversations, and um, it's a good time. Also, in the show notes, don't forget the new playlist, the Coaster Cuzzies playlist, will be listed in the show notes, and um, we'll name it so you'll be able to search and find it, okay? Sound good? Sounds like a good time. I'm excited. It's going to be very all over the place and very much skew all of our future things if we actually all listen to this playlist. But I feel like it's very representative of all of our different tastes in music. Very much so. Well, what's in this thing? I I, I want to hear the end of this theme music. And, and Logan, I got to hear what it was like. I want to be in the audience of the Grey Cup Canadian Football League Championship. I want to hear the sound clip, so make sure you tune into that at the end of the uh, end of the show here. Alrighty, let's uh, cue the outro music here. Then get ourselves a nice little dance party started, and then I think I'm gonna toss you to Mosaic Stadium, Regina, Saskatchewan, Grey Cup party. Yeah, yeah, you got a good point there. Yeah. Well, 
I am chief of the Cowboys First Nation. On behalf of the 36 First Nations in Treaty 4, the Cree, the Soto, the Dakota, the Nakota, the Lakota, we welcome the CFL officials and fans to the 109th Grey Cup here on Treaty 4 territory. I'm here in the Saskatchewan. We're on the homeland of the traditional homeland of the Métis people and welcome to the Great Cup.